Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. It's great to see you, Nicole. How are you today? I'm doing well, Chris. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. Enjoying the sun, so (laughs) great time of year. This one's interesting, and it's a good follow-up, because last week we were talking about metabolic horses you know, on pasture, a lot, talking a lot about sugars, carbs, these non-structural carbohydrates. And and this topic today on soaking hay has some relevancy to, to what we were talking about last week. So I guess just to kind of start off when asking you from a nutritious standpoint, why do we soak hay or why would we want to? Well, I don't think anyone wants to, Chris, because if you've ever done it, it's not a fun experience, especially, you know, when it's freezing cold in the middle of winter, all those things. But it, it does really relate to last week's topic, which was managing the amount of NSC, so non-structural carbohydrates, sugar and starch in the horse's diet, recognizing that for many horses, the largest proportion of the NSC comes from their forage. Most of the NSC and forage is made up of sugars. So there are a couple different reasons you could soak hay. The primary one is that people are looking to essentially wash some of those sugars out of their hay to make it appropriate for horses with insulin resistance or sometimes horses with PSSM type 1. Again, those horses that need less sugar and starch in their diet. People have also looked into soaking hay to decrease potassium for horses with HYPP. And then there's a little bit of work as well for horses with equine asthma, like COPD, because we know that hay is a major source of particulates that irritate the horse's respiratory system. So there has been some work, and some people sometimes soak their hay for that reason as well, to decrease those dust or mold spores. Some challenges with that, but we'll get into it. No, I know there are so many conditions and, and I know it does get a little confusing. So so really quickly for, for the listeners, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast on COPD, we released that on April 21st in 2022 on PSSM, that was March 10th in 2022, and on HYPP, that was actually way back September 30th of 2021. So you can go and look at those podcasts on your podcast app and and listen to them. And we talk about some of these things on how to manage these specific horses. So if you're interested in those, those topics. So when you're talking about these types of horses, what nutrients are lost? And, and, and I guess, how long would it take with soaking hay to, to leach those out? The, the rough recommendation is to soak hay in cool water from 15 to 60 minutes. So no longer than an hour, but at least 15 minutes. And, you know, primarily the research has been around, can we decrease sugar during this time? And yes, we can. And then the ancillary research has been like, all right, we got some sugar out. What else have we lost at the same time? Like, what are the unintended consequences of trying to pull sugar out of hay? Because that's really the primary reason we've looked into soaking hay. So 15 to 60 minutes pulls out sugar. You also lose some minerals. So that's where the possibility of using it to decrease potassium for horses with HYPP comes in. 
honestly, there's plenty of hay out there. If you avoid alfalfa and you test your grass hays, you, you should be able to find a hay that is low enough in potassium for those HYPP horses. So this this seems like a, a complicated way to achieve the goal of keeping your potassium under one and a half percent. Other things you lose, you know, calcium actually does a pretty good job of staying in the hay. Phosphorus leaches out of the hay. So you could mess up your calcium to phosphorus ratio. Ratio. Yep, 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 yep. Not a big deal when you're thinking about this just for the mature horse. Uh, but if this is a horse who is a breeding animal, a broodmare, you know, that could have implications on the development of her foal if we mess up the calcium to phosphorus ratio because we're soaking hay. And then the biggest one is after an hour, um, you're really going to start to lose fiber. So one of my favorite, like funny research stories. So one of the things that's often happen again, these horses are many times obese. So you're often already restricting their intake of hay. And if you're also soaking it, you're losing some fiber. And remember, we have to feed at least 1% of hay on a dry matter basis. So if you fed 1% of hay and then soaked it, you're going to lose some of that fiber. And that negatively impacts the digestive function. So this was a research study that was looking at soaking hay. And they were also limit feeding these horses. And they had to redo the study because they were limit feeding them. They had that fiber loss. And then all the horses had digestive upset because they weren't getting enough minimum fiber in their diet to support their digestive tract. So part of the reason that we say you really don't want to soak more than 60 minutes is because you start using a lot of fiber and horses need that fiber. So there's a little bit of a delicate balance of we want to bring sugars down to make it appropriate for those horses who are sensitive to sugar and starch. But if we either restrict the horses too much or we soak it too long, we lose fiber, which then negatively impacts their digestive health. So it's it's a balance of kind of getting what we need to out of the approach without creating other issues. Well, it's 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 interesting, yeah. Talking about you know reducing the sugars and then the potassium potentially. What about the dust and pollen? Like for a COPD horse, would you have to soak it that long? You think? I don't think it would require as long. So part of what gives me a little bit of like the, uh, is that a good idea? Yeah. Is yeah, you're going to decrease it. You're not going to get rid of it entirely. So dust is mold generally in hay. Okay, so then you're going to make it wet. Yeah. And if the horse doesn't eat it, like immediately, are you just going to grow a lot of mold? Like there's, there's some danger there in that approach. Um, there's been some work looking more at steaming hay to get rid of mold. So you're adding moisture, but you're also adding heat. Um, so that, that may be a better approach. Um, I would say oftentimes people who have those type of like equine respiratory issues, um, it doesn't, it more just wetting it down so they're not inhaling a lot of particles right, could really right. do the job. It doesn't really require long soaking, but being very cautious that we don't want to create another, again, unintended health consequence by then feeding horses moldy hay. Right. So, uh, you know, after soaking hay, do, do you have a, a time limit? I'm just trying to think of an owner. Okay. Can I just soak it in the morning and feed it all day? Can I soak it once a week? No, not well, once a week, Chris. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the time <laughs> limit? Yeah, I know. Because you don't want to, you're creating, you know, silage or something like that. What, yeah. what would your, in your mind, you know, generally, you know, if I soak it, 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 
it's safe to probably feed out for X amount of hours or something. Yeah. So this is a little bit dependent on the weather conditions, right? So in the middle of the winter, you're going to get a little more time than you will on like a super hot, sticky day. Florida in general, sunny day, yeah. Summer day. Yeah. So in general, you would be soaking hay to be fed from, you know, your morning feeding that must be consumed by the evening. So soaking twice a day. I will say if you're in really hot conditions, it's probably more appropriate to have that hay consumed and gone within a couple hours uh, rather than that 12-hour window. So it's going to be a little bit dependent on where you're located and what the conditions are at a given time, but no more than 12 hours. Okay. So if we're soaking our hay, let's say we're doing an hour, so we're losing nutrients how do we replace those nutrients? Where are they going to get? Because like you said, calcium does well, but we lose some phosphorus. So how do we ensure these horses are getting the proper nutrient balance when, when we do soak this hay? Like even energy, you know, you talked about energy. We're, we're, we're getting rid of the sugar and starches. So there's the energy portion of the hay, which is a big part of a horse's diet. Yeah, absolutely. So if we don't lose too much fiber, they're going to create energy from the fiber. And generally, not always, but generally these horses who are insulin resistant tend to be easy keepers and have obesity issues. Not saying that all of them are, but usually we're not quite as worried about that energy component. In terms of just the overall diet, soaking or not, we're going to need to give them those essential amino acids, trace minerals, vitamins. So providing a ration balancer, if it's that overweight horse, or maybe a low NSC complete feed, like a calm and easy, for example, would fill in the gaps from that hay. You're not going to create tremendous gaps if you stick to that soaking at less than an hour timeline. After that is when you create more issues. And I, I would just suggest we avoid that rather than try to backfill the issues we create by soaking it for too long. So I guess the big question is when you do this, are you actually impacting the sugar load in, in, in this hay? You know, are you making a difference? Yeah. I mean, you'll make a difference. Is it a big enough difference? Which right, right. I mean, I, I kind of got on my soapbox a lot about last week. So, you know, research has shown you can in general lose 30 to 40% of your water soluble carbohydrates. That is the type of sugars we're measuring in forage when soaking for that 15 to 60 minutes. You can actually lose more sugars if you soak it longer, but then you lose fiber. So that's why Mm -hmm. we don't recommend just like trucking on, try to get it as low in sugar as possible. The challenge is, will it be low enough entirely dependent on A, where you started? So how high was the sugars, water-soluble carbohydrates when you started soaking? B, what's the composition of that hay? So... It's not like this perfect equation where if sugar is this much and I soak it for this long, I will get under generally our goal is 10% NSC because depending on the maturity, the variety, all of those things, there's some difference in the composition of that grass, meaning that I, I can't just say, you know, plug in these numbers and give you a perfect answer. I will say kind of just a general guideline. I'd love to test your hay to start with. Okay. For two reasons. One, if it's low enough, no one wants to soak if they don't have to. That is a miserable, time-consuming, annoying thing that we have to do for these horses we love dearly. So if your hay is already low enough, so below that 10%, you're not going to make it a whole lot better. 
let's not do that. So let's test our hay, know if we have to soak it or not. And then it also gives us an idea of what, where are we starting? So super rough kind of just anecdotal number I'll give you from what I've seen with lots of tests. If it's generally around 14% NSC and we soak it, we can generally get it down to like that 10% or lower. Um, if it's above that, I definitely would like to test pre-soaking and post-soaking. And then that will truly give me the answer of, did I pull out enough sugar to make this appropriate for my horse with insulin resistance or PSSM type one that I'm trying to feed them low sugar? Because God, what would be even worse than all of the annoyance of soaking is doing that. And, and, not do anything. <laughs> and yeah, and not getting to our target, which is just like yes. awful when I think about how miserable soaking is, but like extra. So when we think about the whole reason we're doing this is to support the health of our horse. So I, I don't want someone to do all that, think they are managing that problem and then run into an issue because they are not. So can it help? Absolutely. Will it help enough? We need some data to know. I can see the scientists and you thinking it because I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, do pre, post, and seed making a difference, and and then it, it it did generate an idea of a future podcast that you know managing a metabolic horse. I, I know we we've we've done a bunch of pieces of it, but it would be nice to maybe you and I uh, in the future can talk about okay when you have this horse because I could see your mind working as you're talking. Okay. Let's start with the hay. Let's get a hay test. We've done a podcast on hay testing, but it, it's it's relatively inexpensive. Do this, then do this. Step one, step two, step three. Oh, and then here's all the variables. You know, how yeah, and then like, so. wow, <laughs> weird plot twist because they're horses, and like something else will come up. Always, always. <laughs> well, any final tips on soaking hay? I mean, that 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 that's really solid advice. What we've talked about today, but anything sure. you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah. Okay. So we could probably just tell them like, how the heck do you do it in the first place? Yes. Um, oh, just, no, you know, <laughs> cover, cover <laughs> yes. all the bases. Yes. yes. I, I've seen people do all sorts of setups. Your average setup is either a plastic trash can or like a Rubbermaid type tote. And what I've generally observed is that it's easiest to contain the hay before you soak it. So a lot of times that'll be in a hay net. So you fill your hay net, you submerge it, you go do stalls, chores, whatever, and 30 to 60 minutes later, you pull it out. If you feed your hay loose, a really nifty trick that I've seen are people will put it in a laundry basket and then put the laundry basket down in the container full of water. You have to make sure it's fully submerged. When you take it out, the recommendations I would make, one, you could rinse it off. So if we're on the edge or we haven't, or we're soaking hay because we're like, ah, my horse had a laminitic event. I don't know what my hay is. I'm going to soak it to be safe in the short term. Well, it's covered in that water that the sugar came into. So you can right. rinse it to rinse all those sugars off. And then this is a big one. You got to dispose of that water. So don't let horses drink it because right. now basically you've created sugar water. It's like yep, sweet yep. tea for horses. And B, you need to change the water every time because the last thing you want to do is have like yuck water contaminating your fresh hay with mold spores and like whatever. So just make sure if you're soaking, again, we're generally trying to use it up minimum or maximum of 12 hours, sometimes less than that if it's hot out and you're going to use fresh water every single time. No, good, good advice. Good advice. Well, if, if, 
you like this podcast or you, it's generating ideas, please reach out to us uh, via Facebook or there's a contact link uh, always in the show notes where you can give us ideas on a, on a podcast uh, that you may want to hear in the future. So please let us know that. And then also just as a reminder, if, if some of this is overwhelming, Tribute always has a free consultation and that link is in the show notes where you can say, I'm having this issue with my horse. Uh, you'll get with our experts uh, working with Nicole or all the other, the, the, the folks on the tribute team that can help you develop a, a, a sound and safe feeding plan for your horse. So that's always available to you. So, so please feel free to use it, but you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for the five-star reviews on iTunes and stay tuned next week for another great podcast. Thanks, Chris. <laughs>